episode 121. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and now international talent agent. Well, Dorothy said, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, but I disagree. We are in Wichita, Kansas today with a man who teaches us how to overcome obstacles that would stop a mere mortal. Strap up your seatbelts for the music of alternative rock singer, songwriter, J.J. McGuigan. So let's go for a ride. Have you heard the news? There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed. With scripture delivered by Christine Mercy. Along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth. And just in time. Behold, the brand new single from the forthcoming album, I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, he suffered unimaginable torture, and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new single is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Recorded just weeks ago on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the single I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes open for the full album release coming soon. Featuring Come, Bless You, Amen, I'm Afraid, It Is Finished, and yes, the title track, I Am Victorious. Available right now. Go to iTunes, CD Baby, or Amazon and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. So today on the Dharmic Evolution, we are in the Midwest of America, and this is going to be a really cool. We've got J.J. McGuigan with us, and this man is a singer. Is it? He's a songwriter, actually, out of Wichita, Kansas. And uh, you got a whole bunch of things. You won the VH1 Save the Music Songwriting Contest finalist. J.J., welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome, man. So uh, tell us about the journey and uh, how's things out in Wichita, Kansas? I have not made it out there yet. It's on my list. What's <laughs> going sure on? Is. Is, is Dorothy still out there in the Scarecrow? What's happening out there? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a town that doesn't, doesn't change a whole lot. Um, yeah, just located uh, in, in Kansas. And uh, um, basically, I've been here my whole life. Um, and growing up, uh, played sports, um, all through college. And, uh, after that, I decided to get into, uh, to music full time, uh, really trying to get good at the craft of songwriting and everything. And, uh, one of the first experiences I had was what you mentioned was, uh, being a finalist on the VH1 Save the Music, uh, songwriting contest that they had and um nothing directly came about from it but i gained a lot of confidence in it 
um, and it's, and it's through that process and I uh, was able to fight through rejections and everything and, and still going today and and uh, it was a, it was a good thing and so I'm just just happy to be in a position to reach people uh, the best I can with music. Are you saying that you had some rejection in the music business? Yeah. <laughs> you mean the, you mean you might have been turned down for one of your songs? Little, yeah, is <laughs> it was one of those deals where I, I think um, I might have been a little too naive coming into it because I, I I didn't know anybody in the music industry. I didn't know anybody in in anything um, as far as music goes or entertainment. Right, and so. You know, you know, I, I heard from people growing up, well, expect, you know, to get doors slammed in your face and whatnot. You know, just the typical advice people, the best they can give. And I kind of knew that going into it, but it was just one of those deals that uh, you don't realize um, until it happens just quite what it is. And so, but uh, but I, I was lucky enough to have the, the positive as well, um, encouragement from the songwriting contest and from, you know, supportive people around me right hey you know what uh, just to get things kicked off let's bring people into the world of jj and uh, we're gonna start this one off and this is called forces check this out
with JJ. Hey, good song, man. So tell us, uh, what's the motivation behind writing Forces? Tell us the backstory on this song. Well, one of my big in- biggest influences was a band uh, called Stained. I think everyone's oh, yeah. familiar with. Um, they uh, just have a knack for writing a real emotionally driven um, kind of hard rock type stuff. And I was wanting to just kind of basically do that. And so I just sat down with a pen and pad and that's usually not my process. Usually it's something comes to me and then I go grab the pen and pad. But, um, in this case, I just sat down and wanted to, to really just kind of lay out what was, I felt had been troubling me for a long time, which is basically forces I cannot see, you know, my thoughts, my feelings, all those types of things. And so it was just kind of one of those deals that uh, the song came together nicely in, in just a few days and then took it into the studio and everything and a little bit later and laid down the full band uh, of it with Garrett Crow. Yeah, I want to ask you about that, but I want to ask you first about the uh, the EP title, Disassociative. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the... Um, what's the um, you know, the metaphor behind that label, what, what is, you know, the album about the EP about that you would use that title? Uh, it's really about, um, people feeling disconnected uh, with themselves, with other people wanting to be understood in a world that they don't understand themselves. And it's just kind of, you know, trying to find, a a place where you belong to. And in doing that, um, my journey and struggles with it um, stem from when I was 16. I was, you know, diagnosed with OCD and depression. And You um, were 16 when this happened, mm -hmm. when you you realized this. Yeah. So you must have had some amazing struggle, like up until 16, at least nobody knew what was going on, right? Yeah, it was it was one of those deals. I was always kind of uh, hesitant to express emotions, right? You know, and let let people know how I felt, and I let things get to me, and I bottled them up, and I thought I could out tough my emotions, which doesn't make any sense. I know right now, and so right because you but, were wired so different, and nobody understood you. Yeah, and so um, it just all came to a head when I was sixteen, and. Um, I, I started getting anxiety attacks and no, no idea what they were. And, um, and at the time, um, it was just, 
an overwhelming flood of anxiety and depression and, and thoughts that I couldn't control and all that stuff. And, um, it took a few years to really learn how to get it under control and, and whatnot. And, um, been a, been a hell of a journey since. Let me ask you this. Do you think that, you know, in retrospect, looking back, do you think the OCD created the depression? Because you didn't know what you had. I mean, you had these behaviors probably that were like, you know, they seemed like, you know, they were kind of a, a chain around your neck, if you will, but you didn't really know what was going on. So, of course, you're going to get depressed. Do you think that happened? Yeah, it was along the lines of just being a, a pure obsessional. Yeah. I just had thoughts that I couldn't control. Right. And um, had developed certain belief systems around those thoughts. And, and I think you're right. I think I think the OCD kind of preceded it in terms of um, just not knowing what to do and keeping it bottled inside and until it finally hit a point to where I just had to get help or something bad was going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, well, let me ask you, did, do you feel like when you started music, like what age were you when you, when you started music? Well, when I was 13, I got my first drum set. Okay. And so I started started then on drums and it was kind of on and off with drums um for a while i played sports all through college and then um when i was 19 i got my first guitar and so that helped that was kind of the year 19 my when i was 19 and 20 that was the year in which i you know started to overcome it started to push through and everything and and really learn and, and i did get my first guitar that year and that had something to do with it big time and then it just progressed into me being able to express how i feel through music um so music is, was your saving grace man that helped you a lot through all of these struggles no definitely it was yeah do you was, did you have to take like were you taking medication like are you did, did is that something that um the doctors helped you with as well yeah um i was put on medication really much right away as well as going to therapy. Right. And, um, I'm kind of a firm believer in it's best to try both. Yeah. Um, when dealing with that. And one of the things I realized later on was that however hard I had it, I had a good prognosis and I had good people around me. Um, good doctors, my parents, my family, um, Certain friends went away a little bit, you know, at 16, sometimes it's hard to deal with, but certain friends stayed. Yeah. But I realized that a lot of people don't have, you know, the resources that I had. And so that's why, you know, I, I do try and speak out about it and everything and um, the best I can and just um, help anyone that I can with it. It's kind of amazing that uh, music has this is this special condition that uh, allows the brain to like kind of kind of remap itself, you know, as well. Because I've heard stories like this that people who have conditions that you know they turn to music and all of a sudden they're so much better, they're so much more engaged, and and a lot of that um, a lot of that falls away you know of the you know the the really intense parts of whatever the illness is. It's not so severe anymore. Right. It, it's one of those deals that it, it's, 
you, you find uh, sometimes you find healing in the abstract, not yeah. so much in the concrete, but it's just like music. You, you know, it's or any art form. It could be, um, but music in particular just has a way of changing our whether it's just our biochemistry or our you know conscious state or whatnot. It's it just does that and um, can reach us at any level. You know that that sometimes basic human interactions can't. So it's an amazing thing. Thank God for music. And speaking of music, let's get into the letter. What do you say, JJ? Here it is. Special 
you decide to come my way Would you read the world's letter It's all the things I failed to say I want to read the world's letter for tonight I just want you to Gonna read the world by letter Then I'll be on my way I'll be on my way. It's the letter. So letter, tell us about the letter. It's not the letter, it's letter, correct, JJ? Correct, yeah. Okay, so what letter are we talking? Which letter of the alphabet are we discussing here? Uh, We're basically... (laughs) um, Talking just about uh, a person that um, maybe has a lot to say, but not a not a a place to say it. Okay. Not a place they feel they belong, kind of type deal, and they're kind of searching for that. So. So um so take us into this studio a little bit. We were talking um, while the song was playing a little bit about you have Garrett Crow singing on uh, these tracks. Um, tell us about the relationship with Garrett. How did you guys meet? How did you decide to hook up with him as as the vocalist to represent these songs? Uh, we we basically met um, through the producer of of the the album, Acacia Ryan, who had a. Uh, gone out to California in the, you know, 80s and 90s, and he worked actually with groups like Megadeth, Bob Dylan, you know, and all that stuff, and came back to Wichita and wanted to start up, you know, a original music um, platform, you know, here in town. And I contacted him and um, sent him some of my stuff and said, you know, I'm looking to put together a full band you know, studio album of this, these five songs. And he said, well, let me get you hooked up with one of my, one of the guys that, uh, I work with. And I hooked up with Garrett Crow and, uh, we just basically got together and, and fleshed out the full band, full band sound. And, uh, it was one of those deals working with him. It was great because, um, he's, such a talented guy and such a good guy and uh and so is Macasia and um it just really really helped as far as him me and him just being able to flesh out these songs in full band and I actually have a I'm doing it now again another EP um, that's in the works with Brian Elwick uh one of my best friends and a phenomenal guitarist and uh we've got three songs pretty much laid out right now and then we're crafting two others and and everything and so but the the dissociative vp was 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 a good process it's a good learning process as far as you know being efficient in the studio and everything and and learning how to do all that right hey tell me a little bit about uh you went to full sail university um tell me about your experience there and is that in manhattan only or is that um is that in several places uh it's uh the physical campus is located in orlando florida oh is it okay yeah and but i took classes online right it was was, uh 
for uh, a master's in uh, entertainment business and everything. And so that was one of the things I just, you know, I felt it would, even though I'm, I'm not going to be so much on the business side of things, it was one of those things to get a good feel for. Right. And I had the opportunity to go do it and do it online. And so that's what I did. So it was, uh, it was a good school and a good opportunity, I thought. So give me the highlights of that. What do you think you took away from that uh, that was that really served you? Um, even though it was, you know, you said it was steeped in business a little bit, but um, what parts of it do you think you really resonated with you as an artist? Uh, just kind of learning that there, there, there's two sides of the business. There's the side in which, you know, I don't want to say good people and bad people. That sounds too judgmental. But, you know, there's there's two ways of going about doing things. And, and one of them is in a good manner, wanting to help each other out, wanting to do, you know, those things. And then there's also the, the style of business in which it's geared more towards um, taking advantage of other people and doing all that. And it's learning that how both sides operate, you know. Right. within the business and everything. And so you can kind of have a good feel for if someone is, you know, maybe working unethically with you or whatnot, you can kind of sense it, especially as far as like anyone in any leadership type of uh, roles that, that might be influencing you, you can kind of get a good feel for that. Right. So you, you felt you got a lot of value out of that deal. Definitely, yeah. definitely, as far as, you know, the overall learning process of it and everything. Yeah, in this day and age, you can't just be saying, okay, I'm a musician and uh, that's it. You know, I'm a, I'm a gifted yeah. musician and I'm, I got all my chops together. It's like kind of like you got to be everything, you know, today. Um, you got to wear a business hat and you got to be um, really on your game as far as you got to promote yourself. I mean, the whole thing, it's like never ending. So um, the more skills you can bring, um, I think the more successful you'll be in, in all the endeavors that uh, wrap around your career. Definitely. I think so, too. I think it's uh, the, the age we live in, you've got to be, uh, you know, to a large extent, fairly knowledgeable about the business, about the marketing, about the, you know, um, certain ways in which you can build relationships and everything. And and so it's uh, it's one of those things you, you don't have to go to full sale to do it, but you just you do have to be willing to learn other things other than just what it is you do musically. Yeah, you got to do something, you know, whether it's reading books or just going online and studying or or doing. I love doing masterminds uh, with whoever I can. And I, I almost consider this like one of my mastermind uh, courses, not courses, but um, sure. endeavors, because I get to I get to speak to people like yourself all over the world, literally. And in, in we're now in 59 countries. So I get to kind of tap into everyone's experience and, and come away with something that you know, hopefully serves others um, in other conversations and this show broadcasting. Hey, take us into the studio a little bit. And um, where do you record? What's your process? Are you recording out in uh, Kansas or do you go somewhere else? I recorded uh, the EP Dissociative in uh, Wichita, Kansas. The studio is called Airhouse um, Studios. Um, they're a uh, uh, tour McKay's or Ryan basically sets up his shop. And they also do music lessons and all that stuff there. So it's kind of like an academy. But uh, 
um, the process was basically, uh, you know, me getting with Garrett and just, um, it, he had a drum pad that, and a, and a, and a, and a audio box. And what we would do is just record guitar with the drums and, uh, for pre-demo. And he, he would ask, you know, does this sound right to you and everything? And I was, we would just flesh out the drum, the basic drum pattern. And then uh, what we did was we would just meet at the studio and we hammered out all the drum tracks there in a, um, one sitting. Um, took a few hours. And Garrett was on them and did a really good job on the drums. And then we uh, basically layered each track according to what we felt it needed next. There was really no set in stone process of it. It was just trying to feel each track and, and what it might need and the idea going into it was that it would be heavily acoustically driven um kind of each track and so um that was one of the things that uh, we were focused on and so um but yeah once we got the drums laid down um we'd either lay down bass and one of the songs we don't have any bass in in all honesty we don't have any bass that song um but all the others we laid down bass then it was usually the rhythm guitar then it was any leads and then vocals and then we'd fill in anything that anything else that it might needed um we just kind of filled in after that so i know you guys are digging the stories and songs of jj mcguigan like i am right back with jj after this you know in today's world most people are struggling with something it may be someone in your life who has a serious illness a family member who has been incarcerated, death of a loved one, job loss, or one of the many, many challenges we find ourselves immersed in. There is good news, however, and I'm here to tell you about Christine Mercy, spiritual teacher, seminary professor, and songwriter. Christine Mercy, who loves and deeply cares for all people, regardless of race, age, or creed. Dr. Mercy has a powerful ministry called Mercy Worldwide Ministries. This ministry cares for the sick and the dying and the disabled. If you have a need for prayer or perhaps a project that requires support, reach out today at mercyworldwideministries.com. Let's face it, we all need a trusted mother figure to give us a hand up from time to time. Reach out to mercyworldwideministries.com today and check out the programs and resources available to you. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Um, studio is, is that your real joy? Do you prefer being in there, uh, to any other, you know, part of this process? Like what is your favorite process with this whole songwriting thing from, you know, from an inception to final product? I'd say the, the studio is a fun process because it's a creative environment Yeah, and, 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 and everything. And sometimes you know, when you're alone in your apartment, sometimes it's just hard to feel creative. But um, I'd say the moment I really somehow grab the essence of what I'm trying to write is probably the most gratifying simply because it's then that I know I have something and I can take it and run with it. Um, it can be just laying down one or two lines of a song and I know I've got something there or Sometimes I've written whole songs and I don't feel anything is there. 
so I, uh, you know, just it, it's good practice to have that. But right. Uh, but um, once I feel like I have the essence of something, that moment is probably the best moment, and then it's probably being in the studio, um, hammering out, you know, the 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 fleshing out the song and everything. Right. Who was acting as producer on on this project? Uh, Macaja Ryan. Okay. Um, yeah. And he was able to, yeah, he was huge as far as lending his ear and his expertise in, in, in the in the process. So, oh, him and Garrett, a big thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, that's when uh, the real sizzle starts to happen, you know, when you... Uh, when you can when you can get a good producer who can pull things out of it that you'd never even considered and said you know wow we never thought this song or this sound would take a turn down this this right. rabbit hole here but listen to what it did for the song you know it kind of um really starts to express itself in ways that sometimes we never imagined right it was it was one of those deals that uh each time we went into the studio it's good to have a plan but it's also good not to be so rigid that it has to be that plan, you know? And that's one of the things with Macasia is that, um, like you said, he can just pull things from somewhere that, that, that creates a sound that makes it more unique or makes it more powerful or makes it more original, I guess. And, and, uh, it was a, it was a fun process. Yeah, well, that's you know that's a tribute to you to allow that to happen. Some some artists are so rigid in their thinking. They you know they think they it's got to be this way. It's in stone, you know. And uh, what, you, what you do is you end up cutting off uh, this immense wealth of creativity that is like r at your fingertips, and you just kind of like get caught up in your ego. And uh, that's a shame that that um, that happens to some people. Hey, I want to play this other one here, and. You know, everybody, you got to hold your breath on this because it's only it's only one minute and 13 seconds long. But I like this track. It's called Desperate Eyes. Check this one out with J.J. Will I open? 
about when you guys go in and back in the studio again of course is this the same team that you use over and over is it was it just for this one project or what is your like formula if you even have one or do you want to just keep switching up teams uh per each project uh for the it's really kind of a, a trial and error but i think for this one um i, I teamed up with brian elwick um, he's a great guitar player, a good friend of mine. Um, and we're going to actually, um, try out another studio. Um, it's called the, the brick house studio here in, uh, in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's another, uh, studio that I think the guys, um, been operating for about eight years um just built a studio um very nice studio i've been there a couple times just seeing the place and everything and getting to know the guys there and uh and garrett crow actually moved to nashville um and then mccasia's just booked solid and so i think it's just one of those deals where yeah sometimes convenience comes into play as well you know you got to work with whatever you can but I think that's the beauty of it in that, you know, with this new EP, it's going to be more of a hard rock type sound, um, a, more distorted electric, more, um, uh, the, there's a blues track on going to be on there and everything. And so it's one of those deals that, um, you, you know, it, it can't, I don't think it could go wrong if we had Garrett McCage on there, but it's just, yeah, economically and well, it's just, one of those deals is it's going to work out best with, uh, you know, with, with Brian, I think I found, uh, a soulmate songwriter, I think in that, in that respect. Right. Um, and so that we're, we're going to be a team for quite a while, I think. 
Oh, that's awesome. I mean, when you find somebody that you just really, you know, gel with, that's uh, really precious, you know, to have that. Definitely. It's, it's, um, one of those deals where we, we've known each other for a while and, uh, um, decided to come together and make some music. Um, and it's just been a, been a, been a great process since of just feeding off each other. And, um, he's very great with, uh, melodies um, I'm, 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 I think I'm pretty well with lyrics and it's one of those deals that it's just kind of, it's just, it's, it's a good, a good marriage basically. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, Hey, um, you know, um, I want to ask you about your influences, like as a writer, um, had, you know, growing up, like when you first got connected, who were you listening to that kind of helped you formulate, you know, who you are now as, as an artist? The first band I really got into was uh, Live, and um, after that, um, they really got me hooked into rock, the rock and roll sound, the emotional rock, passionate rock type of deal, um, and then Creed, Stained, uh, other bands like Cold um, really influenced me as, as far as um, uh, bands like Breaking Benjamin you know that 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 I could that that really expressed the emotions I was going through, uh, seemingly better than I, you know, can articulate just just talking about it. You know, it's just one of those deals where it, it hits you, and um, so I try and um, listen to them as much as I can to get into the framework, and as, as well as listening to lots of other different me and me and brian had this conversation just the other day listening to all types of genres um, even ones you're not necessarily into but that you can maybe pull a certain sound from or a certain line from and 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 build upon what it is that 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 you're already influenced by so that's something i'm trying to push myself to do right right hey um I want to ask you, your website looks good, my friend, really good. And um, I see that you have up there, you clock in your visitors, okay? And uh, you have a lot of visitors on your website. You want me to share how many? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 36,355. That is very impressive. Um, how do you market your um, your website and get your name out there? Um, well, it's basically... Uh I work with a um, Twitter, um, Facebook. I w the one of the big reasons why I probably have so many is uh, for about four years I've been on uh, Django Radio, right? Which uh, um, it's like Pandora for Facebook, basically. Yeah. Um, so I've been on there pretty consistently. And um, I've got my website posted on there and everything. And so um, uh, it's just one of those deals that uh, you just you just keep putting it out there and putting it out there. And eventually you'll find your niche market and everything. And so it uh, it just kind of tends to tends to work out that way. Awesome. Hey, let's play a track here we talked about earlier. I wanted to play. It's called Home. So let's check this out with J.J.
as I wander Searching for a place I've never known Like the time That I see your face Makes me realize There is something real out there And I wonder How long till I'll reach this place Home Sounds like a nice idea to me Don't tell me that there's nothing out there This life has had its way with me Breathing in Home is where I want to be And I wonder Why am I all over everywhere Walking circles And acting like I'm going somewhere Sometimes I feel like I just wanna start this over And I remember Just how far it is we've come home Sounds like a nice idea to me Tell me that there's nothing out there This life has had its way with me Breathing in Home is where I want to be Great track there, JJ. Really, really good track. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, so this is this is Garrett again singing on this one, mm-hmm, and uh, it's this okay. it's the usual suspects, the same team, right? Everybody, same deal. Yeah, same same deal. Me, Garrett, Macasia, basically on this, and so. Um, so, where, where what was the situation when you wrote that? Like, how were you feeling? What was um, what was going through your mind when you came up with this track? Uh, it was just kind of a spur of the moment <clears throat> type deal that uh, 
the first verse was just basically me kind of expressing, you know, how I was feeling about life in general. And then all of a sudden, I started playing the riff and uh, the first verse. And then I, I was wanting to, you know, obviously put a chorus in. And then without really giving it much thought, home just kind of came about. Um, that that as being the um, the chorus, the and home part, and home that that this little riff just kind of kept sticking with me, and so I just built upon that. Hey, um, you also went down to Austin, Texas, for a while. Tell us about that. How was that trip? How was that experience being in Austin um, as a as a songwriter? It, it was good. Um, Austin is a big town for um, live performing artists, and uh, um, it, but it was still a good experience to be down there. It, it was one that uh, you know I met some people down there, and uh, you know enjoyed the time being down there. But it just kind of I knew more people here in town, and musically, and and, and as well, just in general. And um, Austin's become a pretty expensive place to live, um, and it's it's pretty dense in population and everything. So it just it felt better to come back home, basically. And so, um, but I enjoyed Austin. Austin's a good town, um, real good town, and uh, yeah, it was just kind of a let's see how it works type of deal and you know no regrets you know with it now you know but uh just it's kinda, another notch in the belt right gotta yeah, have def- it yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Hey, hey let's talk a little bit about social media so you, you shared with us what you're doing with your website um very cool and um you know django radio i had forgotten all about them i i was on those guys for a while so tell me what's your favorite what do you do to perpetuate your career on social media what what are your favorite uh platforms um anytime i can get on a online radio station i think it is 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 the best type of deal um to where people are hearing the music and then having places for them to go to kind of whether it be twitter uh, what used to be MySpace, not so much anymore, but Facebook, SoundCloud, my website. Um, I like it to where they, if they can just hear the music organically through a radio station, maybe they listen to like Django or, or any other station, and then all of a sudden they you know, might check me out on a, on, a, on a platform, social media. I think it's good to have several different ones that because some people like Facebook compared to Twitter. Some people like Twitter better than Facebook. Um, some people want to know if you do have a website and everything. And um, So it's good to have several different platforms, I think, that people can go to um, to check your music out. And also, if they've already checked it out, uh, to basically check you out and uh, to kind of see what you're all about and everything. And, and if you have any more tracks they might be interested in. Hey, let me ask you about MySpace, because I don't know what happened. I mean, I've asked this on this show before, and it's like, nobody knows. Like, are they still in business? Is MySpace become your space, or whose space is it? What happened to it? I think it floated off into space. Yeah, it might have. It's one of those deals I I check it from time to time. Oh, um, so it is still active. 
it's still active. Oh, I didn't know that. They still got a still got a platform, and they kind of changed their uh, scenery, basically their or their um, format. You know, because um, they were really the first social media yeah. platform, right? I mean, in a yeah. way, I mean they're a music yeah. platform, but um, but it was kind of a social. You know, it was kind of like early Facebook, if you will. Um, right. But I mean, they were huge. That was like the place to be for artists, you know, back in the back in the 90s, I guess it was. And um, I don't know, I guess they just got dominated out by uh, by so many other things. Yeah, coming. I, can't really, I just can't really can't really explain why. Uh, I, I know Facebook bought them, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, um, they did. OK, that, I think so. That and, explains and, a lot right there. Yeah, and so, um, but yeah, it, I think it was the pioneering place for social media music, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And who so. knew there would be so many players at this stage, oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they continue to pour on with Periscope, Snapchat, and on and on and on. You know, it just keeps going. I, I thinned out the herd. I was like, um, you know, I was trying everything, and um, I got to where I just got I got sick of it. it it's just like, okay, I'm staying with three or four, and that's it. Because yeah. uh, yeah. I even had people helping me with this stuff, and it was still like, uh, it got like overwhelming, you know, um, because it yeah. was just repetitive. Um, yeah. So tell me about, um, do you ever get out and play uh, live with your music, like bringing people along? And uh, like you mentioned, a band earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something you have going on, JJ? Uh, currently, at the moment, not right now. Um, I think once we get the, the second EP out there, um, the plan is to get a full band together and, and, and start hitting up shows. Um, cause we'll have 10 songs there and we can, uh, you know, Wichita is not the best place for original music. Um, they, they like you doing covers, um, the venues here. Right. Uh, it, it was just kind of unfortunate, but, uh, um, a lot of great musicians here in town that I just, um, uh, aren't, aren't allowed to play their, their originals. And so, um, that's a crime. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad. It, it is sad. I mean, yeah. there there are places. Uh, there's a lot of parts in New Jersey that are like that too. Uh, you know, the cover bands dominate the scene. You know, yeah, and it, just because it'll, it's more safe, I guess, for the for the owners of the venue to have a band play cover songs that people know and right. can get into. Yeah, and so I, I get it from a business standpoint, but from a uh, creative and artistic standpoint it's it's definitely stifling a little bit but uh there's there, there's places around here though that that'll that'll allow it as well as maybe kansas city and whatnot and so we we'll definitely look into that you know once we get the the songs finished and everything as far as places we can play at Great. Listen, we're wrapping up now, and I just want to uh, have you give out a, a shout out about your website. Tell everybody where we can go, JJ, to you know find your music, purchase your music, support you, find out all about the world of JJ McGuigan. Uh, my website is jjmcguiganmusic.com. M C G U I G A N. jjmcguiganmusic.com. And then. Um, Amazon, iTunes, any online retailer will have uh, uh, 
uh, my songs to, to purchase on there. You can also go to my website, um, which I just mentioned, and I, I purposely put a feature on there. You can basically pay however much you want to pay for, for the songs. Um, I think that's a a good thing for me just to get the music out there now and then worry about monetizing, you know, maybe a little bit later, um, to a certain degree. But, um, I want, I want people to be able to hear it and, uh, and everything. So you can go to my website and if you feel like donating to help me out, I, I won't hold the gun to you. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, and if you, and if you just want to, hear it you know download it you know that's fine too um but uh but yeah itunes amazon um just check out jj mcguigan dissociative is the name of the uh album and uh but uh yeah so those are the the main ways you can uh purchase and get a hold of me and everything Awesome. JJ, this was really awesome for you to come on the Dharmic Evolution, share your stories and your music with us. So uh, I want to thank you so much and wish you all the success that life can offer in your career. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. (laughs) Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace, and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, TV star, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Buy Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, jameskevinoconnor.com, Geography of the Soul, a beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Forces, Letter, Desperate Eyes, and Home. A really great visit today from JJ, teaching us that nothing can stand in your way if you have the mindset of accomplishing your wishes. JJ taught us that today. You can check out JJ on the Dharmic Evolution website now in 60 countries and growing strong. And we're very close to launching our very own radio TV satellite network that will put this show around the world on the Film on TV IPTV network platform. Yes, it's all happening via the James O'Connor Agency, an international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. Stay tuned for all the details. You can now visit the site to find out about all the exciting work we're doing around the world. Go to the jamesoconnoragency.com or dharmicevolution.com. Check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on this show, you are on the site and people from 60 countries are logging in to see and hear about you and your music. 
That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, master storyteller, and now international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery Pictures in your mind I'll take you places